to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 367 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your weekly fix of randomness, technology and life. And you got a bit of a mogo in there now. Yeah, this is like a week. Yeah. I need to shave it off again. But uh, yeah, uh, that's yeah, a dirty, dirty looking mo. <laughs> it doesn't look too bad. But, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm sitting here. Um, I might turn the fan off, actually, because it's probably a bit loud. Hang on. Can't hear it at all. Oh, oh anyway, so I, uh, I, I was checking through my emails today. Yeah, and I got an email um, just before, so I've had a busy morning already. And I um, was checking through my emails, and there was a get your um, was it um, account credit or something from Oculus, right? Like thirty percent off, thirty percent off, which is pretty good, right? Okay. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. I, it's a Facebook thing, right? Like they always send those um, things, you know, get a hundred dollars of free ads or whatever, you know, just oh yeah, yeah okay. unsolicited give you discounts and stuff. So I'm like, ah, oh, okay. But I knew I had credit left because mm. I got credit when I I got the Oculus. Yeah. yeah. So um, so I was like, oh, I'll have a look in the store, see what I got, because so, I had. T- just over twenty dollars, twenty dollars and two cents, or something yeah. like that. So, okay, cool. Let's see what's in there. And because and a lot of games cost thirty bucks, twenty nine ninety five. Yeah, just enough to. Uh, yeah, so I'm like, you know, thirty percent off. That's yeah. cool. So yeah, um, so I did. I just bought something, and I've just been using it, which is why I'm drenched in sweat right here. So right what now. I'm hearing is that VR one on one sexy times is uh, sweaty stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now what did you, you, you get? Les Mills Body Combat. Oh, well, you are part of the cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I love me some body combat. So, uh, okay. So you're in the room with everybody else or just one person? No, it's it's game fight. It's totally game fight. So it's oh. very much more like the Beat Saber. Oh, that's so you, good. Because I, I thought that they'd strap the camera to someone's head and you're just like, oh, that's what I thought. Um, yeah. Uh, but I read the reviews and stuff. And I like because that's the other thing. It, Oculus is really good. If you don't like, if you buy anything and you don't like it, they'll just refund it. As oh, long sweet. as you haven't used it more than six hours or something. Seems like that though as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty good. So I was like, oh, I'll give it a go. So uh, literally did this like an hour ago. I, I grabbed it, and so you get in there, and um, they have a person um, appear in front of you, like it's a camera looks like a 3d image of a person but you can't move so you know it's sort of 2d and um they so it's it's not an uh, avatar it's a filmed person you know the person oh yeah and uh they explain you know they talk to you tell you what's happening and it's a couple of coaches from les mills right from from head office yeah and so that's cool they go oh we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and then you go into it and it's just this long um thing in front of you and these targets come towards you and you're hitting them oh, in time yeah, with yeah, the music yeah, pretty good, much good. punching them um there's one thing that i don't like yet i'm sure i'll get used to it you have to do some weird squat thing the knees yeah you knee something but of course there's no sensors on your knees right no no so this thing comes towards you and you grab it like you're yeah. grabbing somebody's head and then you bring your knee up and hit the thing down yeah, yeah. now the oculus can only see your hands right and you bring your knee up and you put, hit the thing down but what they've done is they've got 
the thing that you're grabbing has like a, a translucent tail and a disc at the end, and you've oh. got to hit it, the knee, at the point that the tail comes through in time uh. of music. And I am not getting that very well at all. But, I mean, I've only tried that the once. Um, and so that was all right. And then I'm like, oh, I've got the podcast. God damn it. And I checked my – I went to look at my watch because, you know, you got VR on. And I was <laughs> – I'm so pleased. They put a digital watch on the glove in VR and you can see nice. the time. That's I'm like, a- that is good. That is so, clever. So good. overall, you like it? Oh yeah, so far. Yeah, very I uh, and like I've I did the the I've only done the like basic ones. Yeah. Um and then I did uh I was like, oh, I've got maybe 15 minutes before I have to be on this call. I'll do a quick uh 11 minute one and it, it's got me sweating so yeah, wow I, I mean I, it's not hard to be sweating at this point in time yeah um, i've got the air conditioning on full though so oh uh, you just stand up and it's sweating hey talking about um virtual reality stuff that might not be real uh what i've been up to this week chris is i brought some nfts oh you bought some yeah uh okay i was listening to this podcast and there's this guy and he is sort of famous for buying nfts and stuff and he was talking about nba top shot yeah and um he brought a two hundred eight thousand dollar card or moment as they call them yeah and that's now worth 1.2 million dollars and i was like oh and the nba have really got on board with this because it's like you just buy a pack of cards slash moments and you get these random cards yeah but they're like little video clips yeah so, but the cool thing is uh, to get a basic pack, which you're, you're only allowed to buy one of, I think, the starter pack is $9. So I spent $9 on this thing. I got one card. So it's, it, it's really cool because it says, this is how many of these cards we made. So one card was, there's 60,000 of them. You've got number 750. And I'm like, oh, that's a good number because cards at 1500 or higher were sell the top selling one was $300. And there's a whole marketplace and you can see what people are up to. Uh, I sold one for $16 already. Uh, I've traded in some other ones for some bloody uh, collection point thing. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, people are trading nonstop day and night. And if you're in, if you're ever into collecting cards in general, like I don't know anything about basketball, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Half of the fun of that is that whole, for want of a better word, unboxing of it, right? You get it and you're like, what have I got? What have I got? And then it, it, it lets out what you've got. Well, what they've done is real clever. They've got, um, because when they first started, you could buy any of these packs. So there's a $9 pack and then a $19 pack, and it goes all the way up to $1,000 or more. But so many people jumped on board, they have to do these drops. So they'll be like, follow us on social media and we'll let you know. And then you quickly jump on here and you click on it and they're like, yeah, you're in the queue. And if you're in the first 50,000 people or something, they'll let you buy a pack or whatever the limit is. But what they do is uh, they push out these challenges. So they'll be like, hey, for this challenge, you we'll give you an extra card, extra NFT. Uh, it'll be a random one. It could be rare. Who knows? But what you need to do is you need to have six people that scored more than 20 points um, in a game in this year frame from any team. So these people, but you've only got three hours to do it. So these people start going in and trading all these cards for like $3. Yeah. 
or two dollars or ten dollars or whatever to try and get this challenge so they've gamified the game that's um, pretty cool do you do you know or do you have to go and then do some research or does it tell you on the card what, what those how many points they got or whatever yeah, like, so uh, like, you, do you have to go on YouTube and or uh, Google and go how many things? No, there? they've got. Um, if you go into the marketplace, there's a filter, and you can go. This is the I want a block or a dunk, and I want this team, and and it filters, and then it just shows you everything. Um, right. and then it also shows like I've got a card here that I've got for sale for sixteen dollars. Uh, it's going for fourteen, so nobody's buying my one. But there's 401 people have that on their watch list. So you must get notified if you start putting stuff on watch lists. I don't know. Wow. Anyway, uh, pretty interesting little uh, play around. I'm hoping to sell a couple of more of these, and then I'll be able to buy another pack. So you spent $9. Yeah. And so far, how much have you got out of it? 16 Plus another 16 maybe. Oh, no. I've got, like, I've got, six, car- I've got six moments or six cards. Yeah, and there's one of them that I've put up for a hundred US dollars, which is the same. Because if I click on it, it's real weird because they'll be like, um, I think what happens is this is how I think it is when they do a release, the people that sell those cards straight away are the people that make the money. So this card I'm looking at, it's really cool. It says there's sixty thousand in a current count, thirty three thousand are proudly owned, two thousand seven hundred are listed. 14,000 are unavailable at the moment for purchase, and there's still 14,000 of them hidden in packs. And then I scroll down, and it shows me all the history, um, and lately they've only been selling them for three bucks. <laughs> but someone sold like a 12,745th one. Somebody sold it for $283. Mine's 745 Anyway, I don't know how it works. I just want the money. <laughs> no, it's well, that's cool. cool. You got six, six out of the pack. Yeah. No, I got no, no. I, I've been trading stuff. I oh, okay. you only get three in a pack normally, but they had a deal, and I got a fourth one. Right. I sold one of them. I traded in some more to get some more points, which got me a different pack. It's a whole thing. Anyway, right. cool. But uh, it's really good on the NBA park because they've got the fan base, and they've got all the little like it's just a little clip of a game. Yeah, so yeah. There's, there's these people editing They've got all stuff. the footage, so that yeah, they may as well because use it. I think they're trying to get into like NFL or um, NHL hockey. There's a whole bunch of stuff that they want to get into, but I'm not sure how it'll work. Uh, yeah, yeah anyway. I reckon tennis will be a go. Yeah, Some maybe. Great yeah. snips out of tennis. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's good. And there's a huge fan base in tennis. Mm. I don't know about golf. I don't think golf would be quite the same thing. Nah, maybe not because it's the yeah, other too know. slow. But yeah, I mean, right. I know they got passionate people, but yeah. All right, cool. What do we got? Um, the Tinder Swindler. Have you watched that? No. What was that? The Tinder Swindler. It's the next big thing on Netflix, Chris. You need to watch that. Oh yeah, um, okay. It's very good. This guy is on Tinder. You could be doing this if you wanted to. He basically. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Vaguely? He basically pon- Ponzi schemes women. So. He's a multi-millionaire and works in the diamond industry. And eventually all his enemies are after him and he needs help. So these women start um, getting multiple credit cards, hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt, and they pay him. Uh, all the while he's hooking up with another woman, uh, all while traveling around the world nonstop. Uh, it's a good, 
good scam if you can get it. Oh, it um, sounds great. You will sounds be a great. little bit angry at the end. <laughs> like every um, good Netflix doco. Actually, bringing it back to NFTs, did you see the the New Zealand uh, NFT, cons- New Zealand Conservation Duran Duran NFT Confluence? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. So Duran Duran, one of my favorite bands back in the day, the early 80s. How uh, old are they now? I have no idea. And nothing okay. in here, and I've got a link here, which is yep. the Duran Duran website. Mm. Uh, nothing in there has anything about them. It's just this New Ze- a video of this New Zealand guy, Michael oh. Sly, founder oh, yeah. of Digital Native. Oh, Jesus. That's not a good start, bro. <laughs> Anyway, you can't blame his name, man. I, anyway, I am. I am. He should have changed that. Anyway, what he's saying is, and he's quite right, the biggest problem with NFTs or, or yep. cryptocurrency mm. is the greenhouse gases that is um, yeah, created yeah, through through doing them. So I, I heard somewhere else recently that um, cryptocurrency and NFTs is like the third biggest country, as it were, um, in terms of greenhouse gas, uh, yeah, yeah, from if it running, was run, run, yeah, running all the computers, yeah, yeah. So what this guy is doing is he's he's saying right, if you do this uh, digital native, um, if you align with that, we certify your cryptocurrency or whatever, mm. and for every whatever you issue, yeah. um, we plant a tree. All right. Yeah, okay. so it's um, planting native forest, replanting native forests and stuff like that, which is a pretty good idea. But it was just a such a. That's why I, I looked at it. It was such a random link: New Zealand conservation NFTs and Duran Duran. It's like what the. So I have mm. to read that anyway. Uh, there's a link there. We'll throw that in the show notes. I'm on the I'm on the Open Sea now. I am looking at the NFTs, and there's 13 items from Digital Native. So oh, yeah. this is his collection, I guess. There's some really weird psychedelic images. Um, and the floor price is 0. 0.05 ETH. Um, so, yeah. I don't think he makes them. I think other people make them under his thing. But, yeah. Well, really I'm wondering how to uh, – I know uh, Jared, who I know does photography, he's put some on OpenSea, some of his ph- photographs. Yeah, I want to um, do – I want to create some NFTs on OpenSea. I, I, that was my plan. I had an idea for a trading card thing uh, ages ago, and Sarah reminded me of it uh, yesterday, and I was like, oh, I could probably still do that. So I will let you know after the show what that is. Uh, 0.05 ETH is 3,000 – Three thousand, uh, yeah, $3,225 at the moment. New Zealand? Uh, US. US. Shit. That's a oh, lot. no. Sorry. I lie. I'm looking at the wrong thing. Sorry. $161 US. Oh, okay. That, yeah. that, that sounds a little more. Uh, it's only because ETH yeah, tanked the other day. Anyway, that's pretty cool. Um, I see it's tied to, yeah, this uh, virtual tree. Uh, sorry, actual trees. So. Um, so Behind the Bastards podcast did an... E- Episode, I think it was a two-parter on cryptocurrency. What do they reckon? Because it's I'm in both worlds at the moment. What did he reckon? Very anti. Very really. And he said he can't believe uh, this was interesting to me. He can't believe that Bitcoin is the the winner. He gets it. It was original. It was an experiment, and and it did well. Yeah. But there's so many people who are 
ideologically like I'm a Bitcoin person and always going to do Bitcoin, but they've still got a, a, a limitation. They can only do six transactions per second anywhere in the world yeah, on Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he said, even the drug dealers don't like it because they want their money right now. It's at the moment, it's like when you go to a concert, you know, you go online to buy tickets to a concert that's just dropped and you're in queue and you hit the button and you're waiting and it's just got the circle to go, did I get the tickets? Did I not get the tickets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drug dealers like, can I let the stash go? Do I not let the stash go? You know, like, so I did not know that. So that's it. You've got that and then you've got the the gas fee. So um, sometimes that can be like 50 bucks or more just to do a transaction. Uh, But there's some weird company that's come out and they're doing it for like, we'll do the transaction for you for like $3. I don't really know what the deal is. I wasn't expecting this to be crypto heavy podcast, but that's going to be the title of this, probably crypto heavy. I've got a story here. Oh, okay. So this just happened. This is like really happening. So the Bitfinex, Bitfinex robbery. In 2016, a big crypto exchange got hacked, and it was called Bitfinex. Uh, it was 120,000 Bitcoin, and at the time, it was $70 million. And that caused Bitcoin to crash 40%, right? But because it's Bitcoin, there's a public ledger, so everybody could see all the coins moving. So the people that took it couldn't do anything with it, right? So yeah. five and a half years later, the coins start moving. And there's a, a Twitter tool called Whale Alert, which tracks every move of significant wallets. And it just starts tweeting. It goes, all this money, all this money, right? So they found out that it was going between this guy and his wife. And this guy's like this real average looking dude. <laughs> um, and he is really high in the tech space. Like he was, people know him. And they went to his house. He had a bag of burner phones, $40,000 in cash, and a whole on folders on the computers called fake personas, passport ideas. They were trying to launder all the money through Walmart gift cards, PlayStation, in-game purchases, and Uber credits. He was a YC founder. So Y Combinator founder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he did a few startups. And all the people said, he just seems normal. He's just like a dorky, quiet guy. But the wife is really weird. On a scale of one to Kanye, she's a level 12 strange. Um, (laughs) She does these weird YouTube clips, all stuff. But the thing is, uh, a day before they got busted, she wrote, "With there's a photo of them. I'll always love getting into trouble with this crazy guy. Thanks for always inspiring me to be a better entrepreneur. But they can track it real easily. Um, The government's gone in and said, well, you know, this is what you've been up to. So I don't know what they're going to get for it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that is the thing they say it's it's anonymous, but Bitcoin is not anonymous. No, you it's, just look it up, but you need to sort of know. You don't necessarily know who it is, and if you no. get the right wallet, you can make it as anonymous as it can be. That's so right. They can it's, see the movement of money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, have you heard of that pump guy, that Bitcoin guy? No. Oh, there's a guy who's on Twitter all the time and he's all over the place and all he talks about lives and breathes is Bitcoin. Ex-military, and I listened to this podcast and he was like, you know, people will argue all the stuff with me and he goes, and he writes an email newsletter every single day. I think it's five days of the week. 
he hasn't he's missed two epi- uh, two editions of it in the last like five years so for five years he writes this daily email and he writes it himself and he's just a hundred percent focused he goes i can't focus on anything else i just do bitcoin and he said oh if, if somebody brings up something in 2012 he start he goes i know exactly what happened in that year like i'll just start you know doing all these facts and figures and he goes one of the arguments is oh well bitcoin's not going to replace you know normal currency and he goes yeah that's right it's not like we're not going to get one currency and get rid of the other 180 but why don't we just have another one and have 181 different currencies yeah 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 i anyway, got no problem with that yeah clever dude but uh yeah i cuz after the listening to that behind the bastards podcast um i thought you know, if if I if I had money, which I don't, but if I did, it'd be Ethereum that I would spend money on because it seems yeah. like like a better thing. And I like the, um, I mean, they got the smart contracts and all that. So yeah, yeah. And there's sense. a couple of other ones coming up. I think uh, it's interesting. If you could buy in on an altcoin real cheap, you could probably make some money. Cool. Anyway, let's uh, anyway, tell, tell me about something else amazing that's not related. Oh, okay, to so to stick with the virtual. <laughs> Did you hear about the um, socially distanced avatars? What? What does what's that mean? Um, on what? Uh, hang on, I'm just... Um, I'm getting ragey already. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. This is true, though. It's, this is on The Guardian. So Meta is bringing in mandatory distancing between virtual reality avatars. Do you see me shaking my hands? <laughs> So Move follows warnings that Mark Zuckerberg's plan for Metaverse could lead to increased online harassment. Um, so oh, okay. I'm going to read this. Mark Zuckerberg's virtual reality business is to introduce mandatory distance between people's digital avatars after warnings that the social media tycoon's plan for a Metaverse will lead to a new wave of online harassment. Basically, um, people have complained about their avatar being groped online. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean... Yeah, okay, not sucks. cool, but it's a virtual avatar. It's not like you're gonna feel anything. Like the unless guy you've, that's unless doing you've got those ugly, unless you've got those clubs. Yeah. The the guy doing the groping is obviously stupid or let's face it, twelve. Um maybe. <laughs> but you know, uh but anyway, so they're like, yep, we'll we'll just um increase the distance between avatars so that it's going to be a VR equivalent of four feet. But, yeah, yeah. but will Meta be around, Chris? Like, you know, did you, oh, see, them, did you see the amount of money they drop? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, and they threatened to close down Facebook and Instagram in Europe. You been following that? No, no, I didn't know anything about that. They don't want their data going through European data centers. They want it all to go to American servers, basically. Um, so they've threatened to shut it down, and European leaders turned around and says, "Yep, if you do that, it'll be great. We don't care." They said, "We'll be better off uh, without it." Yep. So uh, we'll go back to Bebo. Maybe, uh, but the Germany's new economy minister, he said, after he was hacked, he's lived without Facebook and Twitter for four years, and life has been fantastic. And the rest <laughs> of them agreed. So I don't know. I think Mark. I don't wonder if it affects him because he's down forty billion. No, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, knew like I knew he lost a load of money. But, yeah, man, who knows? Who knows? Okay, what else have we got here? I um, I got some other stuff here. Oh, do you see the, all the book burning? I saw a headline, but I 
could, didn't really read it, but I didn't really know what was going on. Is it the so Christians? Tennessee pastor Greg Locke claimed the church had a constitutional right, biblical right, to burn occultic materials mm. like Harry Potter and the yes. Twilight book. Of course, that's the top of it. That's the yeah, top. yeah, yeah. So um, bring all your Harry Potter stuff. Laugh all you want, haters. I don't care. It's witchcraft, 100%, Locke said in an Instagram post on Monday. All you twi- all you Twilight books and movies, that mess is full of spells, demonism, shape-shifting, and occultism. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Um, so they had this big uh, book burning, but people were, were like, uh, mocking them, going, well, did you all go out and buy the books that you're throwing in there? We Probably. just increased the sales. Like, yeah. what are you doing? What's uh, wrong with these people? Talking about people that are wrong with them, what did have you watched any of the um, stuff at Parliament? Oh, I tr- I, I've, I've watched the news a couple of times. It's, oh, what a bunch of morons. They are, um, they're idiots. It's, it's not 10% of the country. No, 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 no. So what happened was they, luckily, oh, look at this. You can go to Stuff Right Now, Chris, and you can watch it live, and there's this huge police presence just p- making a human barricade because they're going to st- starting to remove them all. It's going oh, to turn into a, yeah, it's going to turn into a little riot soon, I reckon. Uh, but the convoy, the convoy of whatever, idiots, I don't know what their actual term is, they actually decided to leave Waikato like really early on Sunday morning, I think it was, like 7 o'clock, 7.30. So they, yeah. were, they all decided to drive down the expressway at 50 kilometers an hour with their hazard lights on, um, and it was like a seven-kilometer stretch of cars. And they had to have police at the back because visibility was terrible and they didn't want people smashing into the back of them. But they all left pretty quickly, which was good. I see all, what, like heaps of them, um, like thousands turned up. Did they start at, taking the cars away? Because they just parked all over the streets and blocked off the streets of the capital. Yeah, I know. But it was something like how many thousand turned up, but then only 100 people stayed there to camp on the lawn. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, like heaps of them left. Like they were like, yep, we turned up to Wellington. Uh, we're going now. Um, yeah, because um, I know uh, the National Library library was closed because yeah. you just couldn't get to it. Oh, here's and a... Backbenchers had to close because people started screaming abuse at them. Oh, here's a crazy old woman that looks like Jenny pushed through the police, so they're taking her out. Good. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Like they were like, "Can we please just open our streets?" Like we, because all those business, uh, the whole bunch of businesses had to close as well. Yeah, because uh, idiots. Why is someone holding a picture of the lay Miz person? What is going on? I'm assuming There's- that's not lay Miz person. I'm looking at it too. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it is. It's a child, isn't it? Is it what? A- I don't know. I, th- this is working great for a podcast. Uh, join along, guys. Hopefully, by the time you listen to this. All the idiots have been removed. Yes. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's move back. Um, hey, but- i got a story here. Did you see it about these uh, brothers in there? I'll send it to you because you ride a bike. Um, these brothers have gone built this um, revolutionary bike rack, apparently. It's interesting, but I didn't think it was that great. But they have sold it to a multinational company, and the original idea was made by their dad, and they've just sort of carried on with it. He's passed away. And his big claim to fame was the um, rack thing that goes on your handlebars. Oh, yeah. and, and these guys have got this rack thing that goes on your back forks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm looking at it now. It looks looks pretty it, basic. It doesn't hold much. Like, it, it's, 
yeah, I don't know. They their example was two little bags held in this little cradle. And yeah. I was like, well, normally people that do this have got like big um bike carrier things but maybe this is a different market i'm not sure but they won awards for it and uh best off-road equipment and stuff so good on them yeah yeah i mean yeah that yeah i guess it's better than nothing the comments um, are saying the comments are saying look these are really high quality they're really good for full suspension bikes apparently because they will um travel yeah and they click on click off but apparently oh this the the weight is too high especially if it can hold 16 kilos of weight. Oh, center of gravity is too high. Yeah, but you can put the, by the looks of it, you can put the thing on the sides instead of the top, so lower your your center of gravity. Yeah, yeah, apparently you can't lower it any lower than pannier bags, though. Yeah, true. Uh, But anyway, so that's good. Hey, uh, oh, randomly yesterday I went for a walk. I've been going for these walks every single day, and all these random people are running around the neighborhood around here, and um, I sort of clicked onto what they were doing but the range of people was so vast i was like i didn't think this was a big thing so they're all running around staring at their phones and a piece of paper at the same time but they're running like all over the place like random as and i'm like what is going on and then one of them just ran off and anyway i managed to find this old guy that was walking and i was like i needed to confirm with him i said what are you doing and he says oh we're doing orienteering i was like oh okay cool and I said, they all ran that way. He goes, no, I can't go that way. I gotta go this way. And I was like, oh, okay. So anyway, I've researched it. The Waikato Orienteering Club run a summer series and then a series in autumn. And it's $10 to take part or it's $20 for the whole season. And I think they do 10, eight or 10 different um, little ones. So there's one around Hamilton Lake. There's one around Hamilton Garden. There's one around here. There's one around near you somewhere. There's one at the uni. And I was like, I have a rough knowledge of how orienteering works in my head. I always thought you had to have a compass. and No, yeah, me too. Uh, so I think, I don't know if they've simplified it or what the deal is. So you get this little app, which is a mapping app, right, on your phone. <clears throat> and you find your event. And they give you a PIN number and then you access it. Yeah, They give you a physical map. And on the physical map, they've got the start and the finish. And they've got dots everywhere. And these are the points you have to get to. Uh, You've got 45 minutes to do the whole lot. That's the time. Every one that you miss, you lose 20 points. But I don't know how many points you get for the ones you get. You've got 10 minutes to visually look at this map. And then they say go. So basically, you're just running to all these points in whatever order you want. And the mapping app on your phone is verifying that you got to those points. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. The the, um, the mapping app verifying that you got there is a good idea. That makes yes. sense. That's great. Yes. Because if it's if it's manual and they've got You've got two, to have a person checking them off at every bloody spot. No, they've got two permanent courses set up. One's at Hamilton Gardens and one somewhere else. They've got these little markers with two numbers and it's like orange. And I think I've seen them in the past. I never knew what they were. You're supposed to write them down and say, I've been here. Yeah. Anyway, I might give it a go if my ankle holds up. Okay. What have you done to your ankle? Oh, it's just it hurts. I rolled it forever ago, and yeah. Okay. I should get it looked at, but you know, money. yeah. Uh, that physio, that Olivia. Um, if you need a physio, let me know. I'll, I'll put you onto a good one. She's cool. Oh, cool. 
Go He's out to rap away, but yeah. No, that's all right. Did you hear about P4X's revenge? Is P4, what's P4X? P4X is a person. Oh, what's the, I'm thinking of PX90, isn't that too? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's that's what I thought when I first saw it. Oh, okay. So what's this dude do? Um, I'm sorry. So, okay, I'm going to read this from um, Forbes. Across the last couple of months in January, the internet in North Korea was observed to be down. The blackout of Kim Jong-un's internet connectivity, although intermittent, was hugely disruptive, with reports suggesting an attack against North Korea servers took the entire country off the internet. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, The timing of these attacks coincided with the latest bunch of missile tests and the internet blackout just mentioned coming the day after the fifth such test took place, um, after the fifth test took place. So they assumed it was the US Cyber Command, but it wasn't. It was an American hacker identified only as P4X. Oh. He's claimed to be uh, the person behind the blackouts, and Wired has seen the evidence to back up his claims. According to the Wired article, P4X wanted to send a message to the North Korean government. I want them to understand if you come at us, it means some of your infrastructure is going down for a while. Yeah. Um, so... The the event that stuck, sparked all this off was not recent. Back in January last year, um, North Korean hackers had breached both Microsoft Windows and Go, Google Chrome defenses in order to target US security researchers. So P4X got in there and started going, hmm. And, and it took him a year, but he was like Poking working around. it out. Yeah, yeah. And That's so, crazy. yeah, he, he did that and he took down a country. <laughs> They'll be wanting to recruit him, I'm assuming. Peter like, X said it felt like the right thing to do because if they don't see we have teeth, that's they're just going to keep coming. Fair enough. Um, so there's, and then there was a big um, thing, somebody going on about online vigilantism or hacktivism as a dangerous game to begin with against the nation state that is foolhardy. That's mm. Thornton Trump. Somebody yeah. called Ian Thornton Trump. Um, okay. Suggest you don't do that, but uh, yeah, good on him. Good on P4X. I like it. Look at him go. Anyway, that brings us to the end of this podcast. Uh, this is the crypto edition. <laughs> the crypto I hope you've edition. learned something. Uh, don't be afraid of it. It is different. There's some good uses of it. There is a lot of crap out there, and there's a lot of people making a ton of money. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make some crap that is awesome crap. Um, yeah, like I don't know how much of a following you need to be able to sell anything like that's the only question i've got i don't know yeah i think i think if you get the right realm like yeah so i'm gonna focus on a horror genre yeah and i'm gonna see if that works Mm. it might not but i think if you pick the right genre the right thing that gets people going um then you could do really well yeah Anyway, until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.